Welcome to Thrive, your agency resource, the only podcast for creative, media, and technology leaders who are ready to dive deeper into conscious leadership and agency growth. I'm your host, Kelly Campbell. Thrive is brought to you by Accessibility, the leading web accessibility solutions provider. Join thousands of agencies that are already incorporating web inclusivity into their service offerings. Visit accessibility.com today. So welcome to another episode of Thrive. Always happy to have you back and joining us again. On this episode, we're going to talk about servant leadership in the context of what agency leaders can actually learn from their digital project managers, which might sound really interesting. So hopefully this will be a good conversation. Part of that actually translates into higher performing teams. So we're going to definitely dive into all of that. I'm joined by Galen Lowe, co-founder of the Digital Project Manager. Galen, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me on the show. I'm super excited about this. Yeah, me too. When the I don't know who reached out, maybe from Digital Project Manager, I think it was Ben Aston. And so he was like, hey, you should have Galen on the show to talk about digital project management and servant leadership. I'm like, amazing. This is a perfect fit for the show. So let's actually talk a little bit about what we mean by servant leadership, just to kind of kick things off, because I think that there's a lot of misconception around that phrase and that kind of style of leadership. I know Simon Sinek uh, probably popularized it a little bit more recently in the last like five to 10 years, but give us a little bit of a, a, a background on that. Sure. I mean, you know, you're right. There's a lot of material around it. Everyone has their own kind of understanding about it. Mine is this. Mine is it's the style of leadership where you help your team do their best work. And my clearest analogy for it, I always go to this metaphor for anyone who's seen the first Avengers movie, Agent Coulson, right? Somebody who isn't necessarily the one with all the superpower, but is someone who's going to organize and enable a team of super superheroes to do what they need to do, to save the world, to do their best work. I think it gets a lot of servant leadership. It gets a bad rap, I think, because frankly, I think it's because the word servant is in there. And I think a lot of that doesn't jive with the self-image that people have of themselves as a leader. They're like, I don't want to be a servant and a leader. I don't think that's going to, I don't think it's going to go well. I think I need to be the sharp tip of the spear driving something forward. It, it, it's not a passive thing, leadership in their mind. It's these sort of standard norms of what leadership is. And I think it gets a bit misunderstood because it sounds a lot like standing back and just serving the needs of the people uh, who are doing the work. And it is, but it's not taking your hands off the wheel. And I think that's what a lot of people need to understand. It is an active role. It is an active skill to help your team do their best work. Mm. Why do you think that most agency leaders kind of fail to see their own project managers as leaders? Uh, that's a great question. How much time you got? No, just kidding. <laughs> well, about uh, 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the short version is this. I think project management comes up as a necessity in an agency's growth. A lot of the agency leaders I talked to, they started as a team of three. They were doing the project management and the business development, you know, the people who are doing design and sales and marketing, and they're wearing a lot of hats. And then they get to this point in their growth where they're like, okay, well, I can't manage all the projects anymore. I need to grow the business. I need to focus on other things. And then I think they bring somebody on to kind of do that thing, get the projects done, deliver it. It's mechanical. It's like putting a cog into a machine and watching it go. And it's not very exciting. In fact, project management is kind of boring. But I think what happens is they're like, great, that's getting done now. 
and they see it as an administrative checkbox because they're like, well, whew, I'm thankful I don't have to do that myself anymore. I'm going to grow the business. It seems fine over there. But I think what they forget is that when they were the project manager running all the project for the agency, they were leaders and project managers are leaders. And it's not necessarily just a tick in the box, making sure everything's going to plan. It is actually a very hands-on sort of visionary role where you know you might have a plan, but that plan is probably going to change and you need to adapt and you need to be thoughtful and you need to be strategic about how this work is getting delivered because how that work gets delivered isn't a checkbox either. It's not, did it get done or did it not get done? A lot of folks think of it that way, but actually the measurement should be like, is it an experience that is going to deepen my relationship with this client? Is it going to grow the account? Is it something that we're going to be so proud of that we're going to win an award for it? And I think thinking that way, that's when you start to unlock your perspective on what a project manager can do for you. You need to hold that mirror up and go, I need to see myself in the project managers that I've brought on. And then I need to flip it around. And that's what we'll get to, I think, in this uh, in this episode, where also there's things to be learned from those individuals because they're focused on delivery, because they're focused on the team, they're in the trenches, and you can learn so much about your business and your own leadership just by watching what happens there. Yeah, I love that. And, and that's sort of like kind of taking this, I guess, a little bit of like a, a reframe stance or, or actively reframing kind of what you may have historically thought of as your project management. Yeah, there's so many places we could go in this conversation because I've always said that project managers, in my view, are the number one most important role in an agency. And I, it's not that I've gotten pushback on that, but people are like, mm-hmm, sure. But it really is true. And I think if we're looking at these project managers as basically reflections of how we can become better leaders... I think it's just such an interesting thing, which is why I was super excited to have this conversation. But can you talk a little bit about some of these things that need to be reframed from the standpoint of the agency leader when they're thinking about their DPMs? Yeah, I mean, I think there's there's three things. I boiled it down to three things just for simplicity, but I yeah. think there's there's three things that really start to distort someone's perspective of project management. And I think these three things are the lenses that you can kind of correct to start getting more out of the way that you're looking at it. So the three things I have are this. One is the illusion of control. The second is the value of curiosity. And the third is just the boundaries of empowerment and then hashtag next to that servant leadership. And, you know, I, I just, to summarize at a high level, I'd say the illusion of control is just that you actually, nobody's actually in control. It's about like reacting and adapting. I think the value of curiosity, sometimes it gets downplayed because, I don't know, taking the time to be curious or asking questions sometimes seems to fall off of the purview of a leader sometimes. You're like, okay, well, I don't need to know anything about that part of the business anymore. I don't need to know how the sausage is made anymore. I don't need to ask questions. In fact, sometimes if I ask questions, I might look dumb. Mm. But the value of curiosity, like, you know, I think is, is such a valuable thing uh, for any leader. Yeah. And then the third one is just like the boundaries of empowerment. And I think that just comes back to what we were talking about. A lot of people are like, oh, servant leadership is like, I bring people on, hope they do things right, take my hands off the wheel, stand back, and I'll just wait for someone to ask for help. And I don't know if it's exactly that. Like, yes, it is about empowerment, but it's not really, the illusion is it's not letting go of the wheel. It's actually having your hands very steadily on the wheel, but empowering your team to make decisions, to go about things the way that they want to do how they want to do it so that they can deliver their best work. Did you know that one out of five people in the U.S. is living with some form of disability? 
I'm proud to partner with Accessity as they work toward the mission of making the web accessible to everyone. It's time to prioritize inclusivity. Ensure that your own website and your client sites can be accessed by all and that they're ADA compliant. Head over to accessibly.com forward slash thrive to learn more about their agency partner program. Now, back to the show. So one of the things I've also heard you talk about in other episodes of uh, your podcast is kind of like this idea of casting a vision, right? Helping the team make that vision or, or create that vision into reality, bring that into reality, and kind of getting out of the way until you need to correct course, right? Mm-hmm. So is that sort of like overarchingly the takeaway that agency leaders kind of in addition to the three things that you just mentioned, like, is that the larger takeaway of what we can kind of learn from this, this modeling of servant leadership on the part of DPMs? Yeah, that's definitely at the core. I mean, I, I think step one, if you skip that step of casting a vision, then you're kind of, you have your hands off the wheel. Like, I think the thing is, you know, if you were to push a boat off in the right direction, uh, and make sure it's kind of heading generally towards where it ought to go. You need that step. Then you can get everyone on board, rowing, steering, you know, setting the sails, doing the rudder thing. You can tell I'm not very nautical. <laughs> this metaphor <laughs> probably will run out pretty quick. But without that push off, then you're taking your hand off the wheel. You're not saying, here's our destination. And please use your expertise and your experience to get us there. You're saying, good luck. Bye. <laughs> so I think that's a really important bit. And honestly, it's a skill that's underrated, undertaught, and underappreciated because I think charismatic leaders, somebody has it or they don't, being able to sort of like cast a vision. What does that really mean to inspire people? Uh, and so everyone has their own style about it. And I think that's okay. Like, I don't know if there's a right or wrong way to cast a vision. I think it's the intentionality of knowing that we need to set a direction, a North Star, and we need to start building momentum in a certain direction. I think that's the most important bit. It's a key ingredient, I think, for that servant leadership to work. Yeah, yeah. I want to kind of go back to the value of curiosity for a second, if you don't mind. Sure, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, for me, it's probably the most important out of out of all of this because it kind of touches upon, I don't know, I, I feel like it's a little bit of like the the hub in a wheel, right? If we're going to go on analogies, right? like the hub in a wheel, and it kind of touches upon all the spokes around it. So like having to have all of the answers, not needing to feel like you, you need to get into the weeds on all different parts of the business. Just this idea of dialing up curiosity. I talk about that quite a bit. Can you talk a little bit more in depth about that from the perspective of um, project managers and like you know, I guess leadership in general, yes, but specifically with project managers. Like why why is curiosity such an important characteristic of a good project manager? And I think I'm glad you went in that direction because I think the core is casting that vision, but things are going to come up along the way. Mm -hmm. And I think when it comes to curiosity, especially in the world of digital, where it can get quite technical and things change really quickly. It's not like everything is set and there is a way of doing things. And sometimes there's a new way of doing it. Sometimes it's all new. So as a project manager, you want to set yourself up to be able to react to things that happen. You know, if your technical architect comes to you and says, 
listen, nobody's using this technology anymore. We need to pivot to this way. Or this is the code, uh, like these are the coding standards that we need to adhere to because X, Y, and Z. And I think there, there is probably, you know, there are project managers out there who'd be like, okay, whatever, dude, um, and just kind of go along with it. But I think in order to arm yourself with the knowledge to make smart decisions when you need to course correct, you need to kind of dive a little bit deeper. Like, tell me more. I'm interested in this. And I call it invisible curiosity because it's not like I'm, I'm not going to interrogate you. We're not going to set up a meeting and you educate me on this thing. But while you're telling me about this thing, this issue that you're flagging, this, this concern that you're raising, tell me more because then I will understand how it impacts my project. I will understand how it impacts how we're achieving our goals, whether we're achieving our goals, and we can prioritize that. And I can kind of assign assign a severity to that. I know that's very technical. I, I just sounded so much like a project manager there. But what I mean is, let's assess. I need enough information to assess so that if something does go off plan, or if I'm like, oh yeah, actually that's a really big deal. We need to pause, circle back, um, have the conversation with the client about maybe taking a different cloud hosting platform because we have this, uh, th- this issue has just come up and I can make those decisions to course correct and steer the boat um, a little bit. So I think that's kind of the other part. We've got the core casting a vision. We've got this momentum and helping people do their best work, but then you also need to know enough that when you do need to grab that wheel again, or when you do need to sort of say, okay, listen, we need to avoid that iceberg, that log in the water that you have enough information available to you that you can do that. Um, and I think, you know, taking that up a level, I mean, I think the same is true if you're an agency leader, if you own your own agency, uh, or if you're an operator, you still want to know enough. You still need to ask enough questions that you don't get blindsided by these decisions that you have to make and say, listen, we need to stop using this software and start using this software. We need to stop doing research this way. We need to start doing it this way. I, I think it's not enough to be like, Okay, sure. I think it's along the way you should be curious enough to understand what's happening on the ground level so that you can orient your business around that and also even just like understand your differentiation. Um, because there is a world where you get too far away from the actual work and your purview, you know, your, your, your objective is to grow the business and maybe you're out there evangelizing, but how better, how can you best evangelize about what makes your agency different? I think it's about the people, the way they work, their adaptability, um, how they're sitting on the bleeding edge of their craft. And I think that's something you do need to kind of know so that you can, A, spread the word, B, have enough knowledge in your head to course correct when you need to. Yeah. Two things kind of came up for me while you were talking. The first one is, you know, just having that dialing up that curiosity and knowing just enough to kind of be dangerous. It gives you the ability to also recognize when something similar is going, you know, is, is happening with another client or in a different industry, or if that question comes back at you, uh, if a client is asking about a, a particular software or whatever it is, and you know, from, you know, interactions with a project manager or whatever it is that you can't go that route again, now you seem much more informed, right? So that's the <laughs> first thing, just kind of that recognition of like, oh, we've been down this road before. Now I know how to course correct kind of proactively. And then the second thing that came up for me was as the agency leader, you do need to know kind of enough to know what's going on in these realms because that's going to impact business development, right? Mm -hmm. And that's 
going to impact, you know, how knowledgeable you come across when you are, you know, going through a proposal review or when a prospective client has a question that may be a little bit technical in nature. So it's, it's, it only arms you and is only positive if you kind of keep abreast of these things. So yeah, curiosity, we'll, we'll talk about it all day long. So as we're kind of wrapping up, I guess I would throw it back at you to say, you know, what's, what's the thing that an agency leader who is listening to this and kind of we've got their wheels turning a little bit, what can they really grasp onto that they can start implementing or start maybe not even implementing, but kind of modeling or, or thinking about differently, you know, showing up a little bit differently as it relates to their project managers, you know, literally like starting next week. You know, honestly, the, what you said really resonated with me. The curse of the project manager is you're navigating one boat, you know, amongst the fleet. And sure. as an agency leader, you see that fleet and you can learn those lessons from what's happening on one boat and apply that to the rest of the fleet. And from that perspective, I would say the thing you could start doing immediately is just start doing, you know, however your agency is structured, but those skip levels, right? To be like, listen, I'm going to just have some quick meetings or maybe some really informal chats with my project managers just to kind of see what's going on, pulse check, listen to their concerns, and then see if that's sort of bubbling up to something that is thematic across the agency that we can make a difference on. And I think while you're doing that, I think it's worth taking these things, reframing how you look at your project managers and just put on that hat of just saying, listen, like maybe, maybe my project management team can do more for the business. Think of them as leaders. Think of them as people who are strategic. Think of them as people who aren't just controlling a project plan and making everything stay in this sort of triangle. They are the people who are actually reacting in real time. It's micro adjustments. They're working with the team. They're very hands-on. They're so close to the work. And they're growing the business by delivering great work. Not all of your project managers are, are you know, going to be client-facing. They're not all helping the business grow. That might not be their, their mandate, but there are things that they see day-to-day that will give you insights and give your account team insights and give your business development team insights about how what's special about the work, what's special about what's going on, and how are they leading teams? How are they getting all these people who do very, very different things together to achieve a goal? And actually, how close are they to the business objectives? Because a lot of the time we say, oh, a project manager, they're just trying to keep it within its budget. Don't go over scope, like manage scope creep. Is it on time? Are we going to hit that milestone? And it's those things. But it's also about just navigating a collaboration to achieve a business outcome. Mm. And the project managers that really understand that, those are your A players that you want to groom, treat as leaders, and learn from just pay attention to them, set up the time to have chats with them. Now, don't make it too intimidating of a thing because that can also stymie it. But I would say, yeah, that invisible curiosity, apply it to your project managers first, see what you can learn. And again, just put that lens on to reframe how you're thinking about them, not as administrators, not as sort of ops, a sort of cog in the wheel within the operation, yeah. but actually as that version of yourself that started the agency, that managed the projects, that grew the business. See if you see yourself in it and then make some decisions from there about how you can how you can grow in a direction, not just your agency, but also your own leadership. Yeah, I love that. I love that idea of if you're not already having those kind of check-ins, 
kind of informal check-ins with the project managers, whether it's one project manager or you have, you know, a whole fleet, (laughs) as you called it before. I think it's important because project managers are typically um, some of the more loved uh, team members, um, mostly because they're there to, you know, really push things forward and help back to servant leadership, right? So they also are not only relied upon, but they're also, let's say, sort of, they are on the receiving end of a lot of the good, bad, and the ugly, right? Mm -hmm. And so if they have all of this insight and all of this kind of institutional knowledge as to what's actually going on with the team and the projects and the workflow and all of that, it's only within your best interest to have those conversations, right? To pull that out. Because as you said before, as the agency leader, sometimes you get so far away from the work and this is like your direct connection back to that work and the business outcomes. So Mm -hmm. I love that as like just something that you can kind of implement, you know, starting pretty quickly. Galen, thank you so much. I really, really appreciate your time. Um, This has been a great conversation and we'll put, you know, notes to digital project manager and a couple of other things into the show notes. And thank you again. I really appreciate it. Amazing. Thanks for having me on the show. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Be sure to subscribe wherever you watch or listen. And a final note of gratitude to the official sponsor of Thrive, Accessibility the leading web accessibility solutions provider. Learn more about the win-win proposition and keep your clients' websites inclusive and compliant. Be sure to check out their partner program for your agency today at accessibility.com forward slash thrive.